Hey, I'm Bruce Kalman from Sobelly Barbecue. My name is Nicole Brisson. I'm the executive chef at Brezza Resorts World, and you're listening to Two Sharp Chefs. What's up, chefs, hospitality family, foodies? You're listening to Two Sharp Chefs in a Microphone. I'm Lorraine Moss, chef and journalist. And I'm Ruby Victa, chef and professional food photographer. Thanks for joining us. We started this podcast in June 2019 to honor Anthony Bourdain, a fellow chef who gave us all a better understanding of different cultures and people through his daring food adventures. We're here to expand the dialogue. We're two chefs cooking up raw, honest conversations about chef life, food, and the hospitality industry. So come on in. You can sit with us. Louie, happy waffle day. We are talking coffee and waffles. Waffles. Happy coffee and waffle. The amazing Tiffany Styles. Um, happy AAPI month, which is the month of May every year. Shout out to our AAPI brothers and sisters, yo. Um, since we are talking about coffees and waffles, um, we're going to go ahead in pandemic visuals talk about waffles which are so delicious and i actually got a new waffle iron so i'm super excited it's all clad and it is amazing make super crispy waffles and i'm coming up with new waffle recipes um so in that vein i will tell you the origin of waffles it goes back to ancient greece um they called them obelios and they were actually much less sweet um, than the waffles that we have today. Um, and something super interesting, a fun fact about waffles is Nike's first running shoe uh, was inspired by waffles. So mm. one, one of the co-founders was eating breakfast one day and he was like, oh, this would make a good sole so, shoe. Yeah, because yeah, he wanted something that was like lighter and had like a little bit of bounce. And so Nike's first running shoe was called the Waffle Trainer back in ah. 74. So before That's awesome. we were born, there were waffle shoes and it was a Nike. Yeah. Louis, yeah. you apparently are a waffle collecting nerd. Let's yeah. see what you got there. Dude, so... People don't know this, but they released like a whole line of like waffle makers in the early 2000s. And um, it's by Villaware. And it's kind of sad because this company merged with another company and then they stopped manufacturing these nice, high quality um, uh, small home appliances. So they're only doing this now for um, specialty grocery stores and, and, you know, for like wholesale stuff. Okay. But Villaware. As you can see, and I, I'm gonna bet this is like even heavier than your all clad. Oh, Look at that. It's pretty heavy, dude. Yeah. It's die metal construction. And they released like a series of these um, that have like the Mickey Mouse shape, the regular squares, hearts, rounds. So people collect and them stuff. and stuff now? Well, I'm one of them, but okay. there's not, I, I haven't like met anybody else out there who. Who are collecting them but please I, let us know if you're one of them so this Ooh. is like the farm animals one so and I actually cute. I actually use this to shoot like a one of my um portfolio photos wonderful yeah louie coffee and waffles yes yes, yes. let's do this 
<laughs> Tiffany Styles joins us today. Of course, she's the owner of Jolt Coffee Co. and the famous and long-standing <laughs> Tiavi Coffee and Waffle over by UNLV. And of course, she's expanded as well into Spring Valley. So we're really excited to talk finally because we've been trying to set this up for a while. Um, yeah. Thanks for joining us, Tiffany. Yeah, I'm so happy to uh, finally talk to you guys. And I know it's been like a long time coming, um, but I'm definitely glad that we got a chance to just like hang out and, you know, have fun. So for sure, (laughs) I'm going to start with the name Tiabi. It stands for to inspire and be inspired. So what we would like to ask you is what inspires you? Um, what inspires me is, um, I still get goosebumps when I have customers that tell me that this is the best waffle they've had in their life. Um, or they love the coffee. Where do we get the coffee? And then I get the chance to say, um, oh, you know, we roast it ourselves. Like just being able to share, um, you know, what we put behind the coffee and the waffles, um, with the community and then having them just respond in a certain way is probably the thing that inspires me the most. Um, every time things are hard, um, difficult, I mean, it happens when you're in business, right? Um, I think also what inspires me is definitely my employees. Um, they're all, I have really awesome people, um, that work with me and it's just, it's inspiring to be around them, you know, and it keeps me motivated knowing that, um, I'm doing I'm keeping them motivated. You know, it's a very like give and take kind of lifestyle, I guess. <laughs> For sure. It has to be. Yeah. Uh, how did you get into coffee specifically? Like, was it something that you always loved? I know that it came out of an idea that you had with another student at UNLV of all things. <laughs> yeah. But like, why coffee and why waffles? Um, well, back then, so we opened in 2013 and, you know, like we, me and my friend May, we just did a lot of traveling and we're like, you know, Vegas needs more of like that cultural local flair. I mean, now I think it's great. Now I feel like it's definitely like here. There's so much so oh, yeah. many good things. But back then it was just a little bit of, you know, like it was a desert when it comes to that kind of stuff. And then um, so that's really what we wanted to do. And we thought um, coffee and waffles are just recognizable things. They're very international. Um, It's culture, you know, coffee shops like historically are just like a hub of culture. So that's really um, what we wanted to do. And um, I actually, I'm not like a, like a crazy coffee drinker. I'm more of like a selective coffee drinker. So (laughs) it kind of just evolved from there. Um, so I have to tell you one thing. I have to give you a big compliment because my husband calls himself a coffee snob. That's what he calls himself. (laughs) And Mitch has had a lot of freaking coffee. That guy drinks coffee. He doesn't care how expensive it is. He doesn't care how many cups that there are. He just, he goes for it. And he is completely obsessed with your pistachio latte. Because really? Just the right amount of sweetness, <laughs> mm-hmm. just right. the right amount of nuttiness. And, you know, uh, personally, like I didn't want to drive that far because before it was just at UNLV and I was like, okay, that's like a 25 minute drive. You know, it's too yeah. far. Like we're all the way out in Henderson. You know, we were like a deep <laughs> Henderson at the time. And he was like, trust me, it's worth it. So we finally went out there and he got me into it as well. So now we're super excited that you're in Spring Valley because we live a lot closer than Yay. where we used to live. So oh we'll gosh. definitely be over there, but he, no joke. Like he's always like pistachio latte. I need it. I need to go to Tiani. So anyways, what's That's your favorite, awesome. what's your favorite coffee there? 
Um, right now it's the Chaga Chino. Um, I tell everyone mm. it changes. Um, Chaga Chino, it's pretty much a Chaga mushroom ground. And then it has oh. um, Madagascar vanilla, monk fruit sugar, um, vanilla bean. It's keto friendly. It's vegan. Oh. It's very paleo. Um, but I love it with oat milk. And um, I think it's a great alternative. Well, the Chaga, it has a lot of antioxidant properties. So it kind of puts you in like that good chill mood, like mm, all mm. day. So like, if I feel like I'm getting a little anxious or something, I'm going to have a Chaga Chino and just kind of mellow out and it Ooh. keeps my temperament. So I always tell people, well, yeah, I always tell people, um, that if you want something that's just going to be like good for you and just kind of like a feel good, go for the Chaga. Yeah. Um, but you know, what's funny is, uh, one of our best sellers on the menu is called the Tiff's waffle macchiato. That okay. was my jam forever. It's pretty <laughs> much a cinnamon vanilla, um, macchiato with a churro waffle on top. Oh. And it was kind of like my afternoon oh. snack, you know, like every afternoon, cause I'm an afternoon coffee drinker. I'm not a morning coffee drinker. So like I would drink my latte and then have the churro and then um, yeah, then we just need a new menu item. And I'm like, hit. I started making it for everybody. Cause my staff started to ask me to like, make your drink, make your drink. And then, <laughs> <laughs> so then I ended up on the menu. Um, but that was my, my all-time drink for a long time. Um, but now it's the Chagachino, you know, mm-hmm. going with my antioxidant positive feeling. Yeah. Thing. yeah. Totally I love speaking it. my language because like, <laughs> yeah. I love that you're introducing that monk fruit sweetener. That's what I use at the home mm-hmm. and I'm pre-diabetic. And I feel like that there's just not enough things out there for people who are diabetic or pre-diabetic or keto friendly, more yeah. keto friendly nowadays than any, any time probably ever. But I mean, yeah. it's, there's still not enough out there. And a lot of it isn't great. It tastes weird to me. Um, oh, yeah. but I love the monk fruit sweetener. And so I love keep going in that direction for sure. Yes. I feel oh, like yeah. that's, sure. that there's a demand for it for sure. And coffee um, is medicine. Coffee is medicine. Mushrooms. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. It's, and you know, the, it's funny because I'm, when I was at a convention one time, um, the guy that I buy the chaga from, he, um, that's actually what it came from. He wasn't feeling feeling well. He was like really out of it. I forgot what he was sick with. And then he found Chaga and Chaga just gave him like the energy boost that he needed with like the vitality. Um, so yeah, that's totally, you know, I totally believe in (laughs) mushrooms. Like, oh yeah. yeah. There's so many healing properties. We did a whole podcast with uh, Sundown oh. Mushrooms about like the healing power of mushrooms. Oh, wow. And I mean, so it's like a local brand um, and it's just awesome. I, I love that idea. It sounds so great. So I'm curious. So oh. is it more of like a mushroom tea or like a mushroom and a coffee? Like mixed It's more of like a mushroom and a coffee. Um, okay. Sometimes I even drink it without coffee and um, ah. I just do like a milk. We, we like to call it a chagolette, you know, because <laughs> yeah, like a chagolette because it has the the cocoa in it um okay. and just with almond milk you know oh, it's a good awesome. one yeah we're so awesome. we're so sold yeah <laughs> let's go meet there because spring valley it's not that far from yeah. 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 go meet there Come on by. um all right so i need to talk a little bit about this we were going to talk about it for earth day but it's always important to talk about the environment how we can be eco-friendly so if you yes. re- recently invested in a bellwether zero emission coffee roaster um i believe you've got the only one in nevada right now so tell us about the eco-friendly roaster and why was it especially important for you to do this? Um, well, I wanted, well, being that, you know, 
if you've, if you've worked in a restaurant, owned a restaurant, in the kitchen, you know, there's lots of moving components. And then when there's things like global warming, um, you know, and just like being more aware of our environment around us, um, you know, in my head, I'm like, I'm like, oh, you know, what else, how can I decrease my carbon footprint? You know, it's kind of been a, a small obsession since I was younger, like how to just reduce everything. Um, so when I opened a coffee shop, when, when I was researching, um, you know, just the process from like farming all the way to when you drink it in a coffee shop, um, that was one of the things that kind of bothered me. The fact that when you roast, you were, you produce so many emissions that ultimately hurt, um, you know, the ozone layer and the ultimately, um, you're hurting the coffee farms. Like uh, when we first opened, they predicted that we would actually have no coffee now because of how bad the emissions are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but everyone's doing their part. I feel like to control global warming. And I hope that, you know, we continue to make good advances, but, um, really that's part, one thing that always kind of lingered in my mind. And then at a convention, I found the bellwether coffee roaster and years ago, they only were able to do one pound at a time. And I'm like, heck no, there's no way I'm doing one pound at a time. Like you're going to be roasting all day, you know? So, but then they came up with actually a commercial roaster where we can do about 20 pounds an hour. So I was like, okay. Um, and it just worked out that, um, we were able to do it and just produce, um, a good cup of coffee from it. And we, I was just like, you know what? I just want to, I just want to do it. You know, it's something that always like was in the back of my head. And I was like, if I could tell my customers that I'm serving zero emission coffee, which we are at the Jolt and at Tiabi, all of our coffee is zero emission. Um, You know, so just think about that's something to think about every time you come into like our stores or even if you we sell the coffee here, you could take it home. And it's just like another way to just reduce your eco footprint. And with this being such like an important topic and, um, just so vital to our world. Like, I just feel like it's just something I really wanted to do. And when the technology was available, I was like, I want it. I just need to have it. So yeah, that's kind of it. Yeah. Um, I hear you. Um, I actually have stalked you for a little bit, so I know a little bit about you. And, um, I know that you talk about community a lot. And so kind of going a little further into the discussion, because we just talked Mm -hmm. about, you know, the environment and what you're trying to do to reduce your carbon footprint. But I also want to get into where you are at the Jolt Mm -hmm. location, which is you're in the center, the LGBT center here in Las Vegas, downtown now. Um, that's where the Jolt is. And by the way, I love that space too. It's very, very cool. Mm -hmm. I was in there for the first time, like a month ago. And why did you choose that particular spot for yourself. And I also will add to mm-hmm. Louie, just so you know, that they yeah. also offer a blend called the pride. It's a specialty coffee that gives back a percentage to the center. Ooh. So super cool. Yeah. I love that vibe. <laughs> well, um, I knew about the center for a while. It's, it's down the, essentially it's down the street from the first Tiabi location. Oh. So, um, I knew I would go there. I went there when it was also bronze cafe a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and I have, um, 
I, I just always, it was always in my radar. And then it just, they asked me if I wanted to be there and I thought it would be a, another great way to connect with the community. Um, and then also to kind of support, you know, the LGBTQ center, because um, I've had, I mean, I've had so many employees now, but I've had a lot of employees go there, you know, and a lot of uh, my staff just kind of like talk to me about certain things. So it's like um, an opportunity to be a part of an organization that that cares for our community in that way um, definitely meant meant a lot to me. And yeah, we love being there. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so it is AAPI month. It is May. Yeah. That's Asian America and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Um, yeah. Do you feel responsibility like as a role model? Because you are a boss lady. You know, you employ people in our city. Mm-hmm. You're a front facing young woman of color at the top. So do you feel a responsibility as a, as a role model? Um, I definitely do. I re- I really, really do. Um, I, you know, just on my journey of owning these cafes, um, I've had a lot of people ask me for advice. I've had, I've had a lot of people ask me, um, my opinions on things and, um, especially a lot of, um, young ladies or women that want to, um, do business. And, um, yeah, I definitely feel like I do have a responsibility. Um, and just to kind of, um, I guess, talk and share my experiences with people as much as I can. Um, I'm actually doing a, a, a leadership, youth leadership program with UNLV next month. And um, what we're doing is I'm taking on, it's, I think it's kind of like a big sister, little sister thing, <laughs> but I'm taking on um, my own kind of person to kind of like, just, just walk through like, what are all your hopes and dreams? You know, like how can I help you, um, get there with my experience or, you know, people that I know, like to help you kind of get to where you, you know, you want to be. Um, I feel like as a community, um, especially when the pandemic hit, um, I mean, a lot of restaurant owners just kind of forged together, you know, we just kind of like came together and like, how can we help each other? How can I help you? What can we do to, um, you know, help our community? Um, the job, is actually a part of, I don't know if you've heard of it, but we're a part of a uh, delivering with dignity. So, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, cool. so we, yeah. we do about 300 meals, um, four days a week for at risk oh. community. And, um, yeah, they come out of the jolt kitchen and we're partnered with, um, the other restaurants that are yeah. part of that. Um, and it's, it's been a, a crazy, amazing experience. Like, um, just, just hearing from our community, how much that has impacted, um, I mean, we had people calling us and like crying and just like, just wanting to talk to somebody, you know, and then sometimes they'll ask for me. They're just like, is Tiffany there? And I'm like, oh, hey, what's going on? <laughs> you know, and I'm just trying to, you know, trying to be that listening ear for them. Um, so yeah, I definitely feel like as a business owner, I mean, it is a responsibility that we have, you know, to the community, um, to always give back, to always be open, to always, um, you know, to be open to growth and just supporting the community that supports us. We are all kind of sitting here in the space that we are with, um, with a voice, you know, and, and an ability to use our voice to talk about things and, mm-hmm. um, you know, a few different, gosh, this is so hard to talk about. I'm already like getting goosebumps, but you know, just what's going on. Like, I mean, the the hashtag stop Asian hate campaign, um, and the extremely, uh, 
despicable crimes that led up to why we needed to have a stop Asian hate campaign. Um, it's AAPI month. So I think all this stuff kind of comes together and like, it's, it's necessary to just say something. Um, and Louis may feel responsibility, you know, as people who people listen to and subscribe to. So I'll just start here. You know, um, I found it to be extremely hurtful, uh, more hurtful than I thought it would be because I mean, I think we all sort of face things, you know, growing up, um, in America, <laughs> uh, as being, you know, like kind of like the other, you know, even as, as a child, right. kind of grow up with that. Um, but I mean, I guess I just didn't realize it where it was still where it was. Um, and I think that happened with a lot of minorities during the pandemic for many different reasons, like obviously the black community, um, yeah. you know, community, like all kinds of communities have been hit. But for me personally, I took it very hard, especially because a lot of, um, what happened happens where I'm from in California. And I just thought, wow, like it's such a mm-hmm. large Asian American community. Like, I can't believe this. I kept saying, I can't believe this. I can't believe this. Yeah. And as I read the stories, I mean, for some reason, I just was not expecting the amount of emotion that I had um, mm-hmm. and how much it just really yeah. affected me that that could happen still today in 2021. I've actually been addressed a couple times and they're just like, how do you, I like, I've had customers ask me this, like, how do you feel about being a female, um, you know, Pacific Islander, you know, Asian owner? Like, do I, do I get overlooked? um, often, you know, like, do I, like, how do I, do I get overlooked? And, um, I mean, the truth is, yeah, the truth is, yeah. Um, sometimes, um, I feel like I have to try harder, you know, to be recognized against, you know, especially a man, another male restaurateur. Um, mm-hmm. I have to, you know, do things a little bit more, you know, without, as to where I feel like sometimes it's just easier for other people. Um, and I feel like that goes with what's going on because it's, you know, like a lot of people overlook or they just don't think. Um, and I think a lot of it is also culturally because, um, culturally, um, I mean, I grew up on Guam. I was here until I was 18. And when I first moved to the States, I was like, whoa, like, whoa, why are people disrespecting each other? Why are Mm -hmm. people like, um, being so rude to each other? So angry to each other. And I was like, why are people still racist? You know, cause like, it's just, I grew up in a very small village. So it's like, even if you had, you know, there, there was some, some forms of racism, but it's just the community I grew up in. It just wasn't like the most important thing. The most important thing is, you know, your ethics, your morality, you know, like, those are the things you aim and achieve to do. And then when I moved to the States, I was honestly, I was a little blown away. I was like, people are just really disrespectful and just like mean to each other. And, um, now I've lived here for so long and, you know, like I've lived cause I moved here in 2003. Um, but I still see it. I still see it. And, um, when I started to read the articles about everything coming out, it was, it was painful. It was definitely painful. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like finally it's kind of being exposed because I feel like mm-hmm. it's been there. Mm-hmm. so long like just under right. the rug under the film of For things sure. like you know and and when these came out like i mean like i said i i actually had customers ask me how i feel about it and i was just like yeah this is this is reality you know yeah. and it's like sometimes you you know and if it has to be addressed yeah. so i'm glad Front it's time. being brought mm-hmm. that's, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah how about you uh, i share oh, the same sentiments as you 
because I, I grew up in, in Manila in the Philippines and, you know, it was like predominantly Filipino <laughs> there with like a few expats and stuff. Yeah. So when I moved here and I started studying about history, I was like really mortified that, you know, this thick of a history book, only about like this much was actually like the pilgrims settling down. And it was all about like black slavery and then the Chinese mm-hmm. railroads and stuff like that. And I'm like, whoa. And then I had read another book. And this was part of like college studies here. I had read another book that completely just glazed over all these things, yeah. you know? So history is like really told from like the standpoint of like whoever really writes it. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, I'm just, I'm just glad that, you know, <laughs> let's just say that this problem was there already. And it was just like, maybe just, it was just like under the radar and it, yeah. it kind of sort of got amplified. amplified. Mm-hmm. And it got amplified when, you know, like somebody held office for so long and kind of like, you know, um, yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm not even going <laughs> to say it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> it's unspeakable to me. It's so unspeakable to me Yeah, that, you know, after four years of him holding office, I feel like we've taken like a, a century's worth of like regressing back. Because now it's like, whoa, why is this happening? This yeah. didn't used to happen before. There no. used to be like at least like a, a little tolerance, a little respect. But now it's like straight up hate. Yeah. 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 And it yeah. makes me afraid. Makes me afraid on an everyday basis. And it makes me also kind of really just um want to reach out to yeah. my Asian American Pacific Islander brothers and sisters. You know, it's our struggle. One quick rule, be kind. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Just be oh, yeah. kind and everything will be yeah. fine. Live oh, yeah. Yeah. Golden so world. we are switching gears from our super deep conversation to now a super light conversation in show <laughs> and tell. We have Tiffany Sal. She's going to show us what do you have for show and tell today? My first thing is going to be my hydro flask. I can't leave without it, but it's kind <laughs> of like... Um, the reason why I brought it up is because people always ask me about it because um, I collect stickers. So I have Friends Don't Lie. I am <laughs> a big Stranger Things fan. Plus it Whoa. has waffles on there. So, you know, um, yes. And then I have a Pacific Northwest sticker because Whoa. I love traveling up this. Yeah, I love hiking. I actually do a lot of outdoor stuff when I'm not at the cafes. Um, Desert Dweller Zia Records because I love music. And usually on my days off after I eat breakfast, I'm just going through Zia and doing stuff like that, doing my own thing. Um, wow. And then this is actually our summer sticker at Tiabi. And it's um, waffles are just pancakes with abs. So that's available, ah! at the, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's available at the stores. And we actually, I have a whole series of stickers because a lot of people that come to the cafes, they just collect stickers. So, you know, I always like to share that. And then um, the way this is, because I'm a big Mandalorian fan and I love Star Wars. <laughs> Star and Wars then, nerd, yay. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. I'm, I'm a big nerd. I always tell everyone, I'm like, I'm a nerd and I'm a hardcore geek at heart. Like, cause they're like, what are you doing in your off time? I'm like, a lot of times I'm just researching stuff, you know? And then um, something that I get asked this a lot. They're just like, how do you time manage everything? Um, And I tell everyone, I literally, I'm always like, I have a planner, I have a planner, but then I get people who ask to see my planner. And so I just, I actually have a law of attraction planner. So it's like 
pretty crazy. So um, I monitor my vibrations throughout the day, how oh. I feel, um, you know, so I have like oh, stuff a lot, but I have like <laughs> color charts. So like if I'm feeling a little annoyed, anxious, whatever, I take a break, I increase my vibrations. Um, if you're really into that, um, I'm into a lot of stuff. So <laughs> I'm like, sure. All right, yeah. Louie, let's go ahead and get ready for on the fly. Get your timer ready. It is 60 seconds. Rapid fire questions. In this case with Tiffany Styles, who has to get things done quickly because she is an entrepreneur. So be ready to go. Say the first thing that comes to your mind. Ready? Go ahead, Lou. And go. Favorite ballroom dance. Waltz. Pandemic comfort food. Rice. Your happy place in Las Vegas. My backyard with my dog. Dream place or person to photograph? Ooh, um, I'll go with current dream place. I got invited to a villa in Mexico to tour a coffee farm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, bucket list travel spot. Ooh, Iceland, Antarctica, and I'd like to go to Egypt. Wow. Your coffee roasting soundtrack. Oh, everything 80s. 80s. Just put on 80s soft rock. Nice. Your spirit animal. A whale. <laughs> oh, favorite waffle topping. Um, batons. What did you want to be in kindergarten? A pediatrician. Wow. <laughs> one more. And name us one blackmailable fact about yourself. Ooh. Um... I'll just tell you one story. Um, I walked into a donut truck one time when I came out of a bar and it was in college and I walked out with 10 cases of Krispy Kreme. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but then the truck driver, I was drunk. The truck driver saw me and he thought I was cool, so he let me go. <gasps> so and I, I, I passed out all the donuts. Oh, okay. uh, well, I ate like one or two, but I passed out all the donuts at the bar and then I brought them into my capstone class the next day. And my professor made me stand on the little stage and tell me and tell the whole story to the whole class while they all ate donuts. Wow. Yeah. Well, at least you wow. shared them. That was the yeah, positive part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. All right. Let's Sorry. go ahead and sell it for Jolt and Tiabi. Whatever you want. It's your time. What do you want people to know? Um, everyone, if you would like to get into the local Las Vegas coffee scene, um, the Jolt is offering zero mission coffee, vegan pastries, and we're located in the LGBTQ center downtown where there's always something new and different coming on, um, or going on. So definitely check us out. And then if you want, um, a delicious vegan waffle made to order, um, just, a friendly customer service. Come on down to Tiabi. Um, we'd love to have you. And our new location is on Tropicana and Rainbow in the Spring Valley area. And can't wait to see you there. Awesome. Yay. We're going to the one at UNLV. Yay. Yay. So many choices. Three different choices. Yeah. yeah. I'm coming down so from much. my Chagachino. Yeah. yeah. And I'm coming from You'll my love latte as usual. <laughs> Thank oh, you yeah. so much, Tiffany. You're the best. So glad to meet oh. you now. You're part of the Two Sharp Chef family. Yay. Yay. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Two Sharp Chefs in a Microphone. If you like what you've heard, please like, share, and subscribe. We stream new episodes every other Monday. 
We love hearing from everybody, so please get social with us on Instagram at Two Sharp Chefs, on Facebook at Two Sharp Chefs and a Microphone, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Plus, check out my cooking blog at FromChefWithLove.com and Louis's amazing photography at LouisVicta.com. It's been a pleasure. We're 86 till next time.